Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. All right. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for giving us a quick second to get our mugs situated. It's very important. Um, my name's Nick. This is Nathan. We are part of the pastoral team here at Koinonia. And this morning, as Pastor Brian mentioned, we are on our final week of our series on the Holy Spirit. It's been a while. It has. It's been we won- good, though. It's been very good. Yeah. And we've been hearing from many of you how the Holy Spirit has been at work in your life, the things that you've been learning, the way that he has been transforming you as individuals and us as a church community. And so this morning, what we want to do is take some time to respond to your questions. Um, we've been gathering questions over the last couple of weeks, and we are, we're just going to have a conversation. So are you guys ready for that? Um, comfortable. Yeah. You're comfortable? I'm, I'm comfortable. Great. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Actually, because I want to start our time with a story about you. Oh, you do? Perfect. I didn't tell him I was going to do that. No, you did not. Um, and it's going to just help shape where we're going with this conversation. So when I was about 15, uh, maybe younger, 12 or 13, um, I was attending our Friday night youth group here at Koinonia, and a guy named Pastor Nathan was speaking. He was coming to preach. And so I was sitting couple rows back right over there um, and you were speaking and you were teaching us as students about spending time with God by ourselves do you remember this I've done that before but I can't okay that's that fine particular that's okay um, you were teaching us about spending time by ourselves so you were telling us about when you moved to Canada and yes. how you began to develop a personal relationship with God yep. and I was sitting as a as a, you know a grade eight student just listening and I was like this guy worships by himself, in his room. Maybe I should do that. Huh. And I was just listening to the way that the Holy Spirit had transformed you as a young person, and I was like, man, I want that. I want to experience the Holy Spirit transform me. And that message that you spoke was something that was one step in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, to begin to understand how he works who he is, what his voice sounds like. And so our hope this morning, like, it's going to be casual. Okay, we're sitting. We're relaxed. But just because we're casual does not mean the Holy Spirit doesn't want to speak something to you Uh as a step in your relationship with him. So with all that said, um, we have some questions that we want to respond to. And so let me read the first one, and then let's get into it. You guys ready? All right. So the first question, this is a very great question. How do I know... If or when God is talking to me, everyone says they hear God. When will I ever hear him? Isn't that a good question? I think we've all asked that question at some point. Yeah. Shall I I get started? Please. All right. Help me. (laughs) When will I ever hear him? You know, one of, one of the things that I think we have to be careful of um, when we're talking about hearing God is that we don't over-spiritualize it. And as Christians, particularly as we, if we've grown up in church or we've been following Jesus for a long time, we tend to throw around the phrases, God told me, God said, I heard God. Right. This and, is what I picture when somebody says yeah. that. My son. 
buy your friend Nathan a cheeseburger. That's what I picture. I can't help it. That may have been the Lord. (laughs) You're welcome to do that. It may have been. You're right. Um, But but most of the time, (laughs) there are times when God speaks audibly. You know, we see that in Scripture, and I've had people tell me that that's been their experience from time to time. I've never heard God speak audibly, um, and I'm okay with that. I mean, it would be really cool, but I'm okay with that. I think what we mean when we say, most of the time what we mean when we say God said or God told me or I heard God, we mean that he prompted us, he urged us, he inspired us, he directed us, he led us. An idea dropped into our minds and our hearts, and we recognized that didn't come from me, that came from God. Right. And so I think we, we actually do, our, we do ourselves and others a disservice when we go around th- throwing around, God said, God told me too frequently. There may be times for that, but I think we have to be cautious about that because we can mislead people. Yeah. We, we don't intend to. It's kind of like the Christianese shorthand form for saying God communicated something to me in one of those p- potential ways that I mentioned. Right. And, and if, if other people understand that, that's all good. But if someone's a new believer and they hear us throwing around those phrases, they might be like, uh, what's wrong with me? Right. Why doesn't God do what you... <laughs> My son. <laughs> yes. Why doesn't he do that for me? Does he not love me? Can I not hear God? No, we, we actually hear God communicating with us a whole lot more than we recognize. Right. Yeah. That's, that's important to highlight. God communicates with us a lot more than we maybe recognize. And mm-hmm. I'm often challenged, like, am I actually listening? That's right. That's <laughs> but am question. I listening for the right thing? Yes. Because I don't, what I'm not saying is like, am I listening? But, like, is my heart ready in a moment in my day, wherever I might be? Like, am I actually listening for that prompting, Mm. that inspiration? Expecting it. Right, yes. And and I think it's important for us to also understand that the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. Right. That is what God has said. That's why we call it God's word. (laughs) And it is also what God is saying. It's what he uses to communicate with us. And it's the most reliable way for us to hear what God is saying as well. And, you know, how many of you know a second language? Like Spanish, French, Italian, some, whatever, right? You, there's, a, there's a second language you have. So I learned Spanish when I was in school. And in university, and I've forgotten a whole lot of it. But here's what I can tell you. If you want to communicate with me in Spanish, you have a very limited vocabulary with which to speak to me, right? Because I don't know that many words <laughs> and phrases in Spanish. Yeah. And so you've got to pick from that group of words and phrases that I know and understand. See, the Word of God is like the vocabulary of the Holy Spirit. It's the language of the Holy Spirit. So the more of God's Word we are familiar with, the more of God's Word we we have hidden in our hearts, 
the more easily the Holy Spirit can use that word to speak to us. And so this is one of the reasons I encourage people, just fill your heart with God's word. Yeah. Allow can, it to can speak I, to you. Can yeah. I jump in on that? Yeah, so we use this phrase, you know, fill your heart with God's word. Mm. What does that mean? <laughs> can I just tell you? Memorize. Whoa. Because oftentimes in a moment of worship or you know, throughout my day, I'm super stressed about something. A scripture that I have memorized will come to my mind, but I'm actually not that good at memorizing. So I'll remember a couple words, I'll get the gist of it, and then I'll be like, hey Siri, can you remind me what is this scripture? And then I'll Google it. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, it's actually, you know, Second Thessalonians 1, whatever. Um, but when my phone is dead, <laughs> then what? Just being serious, or, you know, if I don't have my phone, or I'm in a moment of worship, or whatever, um, I'm in a conversation with somebody, and the Holy Spirit is, is prompting me to speak with them, having God's Word hidden in our heart is having it memorized in our heart. Now, what I'm not saying is, if you don't have the Bible memorized, God's not going to speak to you. That's not what I'm saying. But memorizing God's Word is a way that we can expand the vocabulary of the Holy right. Spirit. Right. And then... You won't end up like me where your phone's dead and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what this verse is and I'm, I'm stressed, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you, you might say, well, what verses should I memorize? My encouragement would be the ones that God causes to come alive to you. Hmm. So, so if you're listening to a, a message or even this morning, if we quote a scripture and you're like, wow, you know, God really is speaking to me through that, pick that one. Get that one in your heart. Fill your heart and mind with that one. And just turn it around. You know, I, to be honest with you, I have not set out to memorize that many scriptures. Me neither. I've got three. <laughs> but I do have a lot of scripture memorized. I'm just being serious. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Yeah. So the, the way that I've memorized scripture is actually by reading it, studying it, mm-hmm. thinking on it, pondering it. Going for a walk and taking that verse and talking about it with God. Mm-hmm. And that's how most of the memorizing has happened in my own life, as opposed to getting out a cue card. I'm not saying that that's wrong to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic um, to do that. And you can get apps that will help you memorize scripture, like specifically for memorizing scripture, yeah. which is really cool. That's so good. Okay, I want to talk more about this prompting mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, can I just, I, I just want to share about, like, what does this actually look like, having Scripture hidden in your heart? Um, I don't know what your mornings are like, but when I wake up, as soon as my feet hit the floor, my brain is just like, let's go. <laughs> like, and it could be about anything. A conversation I had yesterday, a song that's by Rafi, this children's music guy my son loves or you know whatever anything my brain is in, it could be the stresses from the day or something that I said that I wish I didn't and so what I've had to do as soon as my feet hit the floor and those thoughts start to roll in and I get anxious I get stressed whatever um, I take those three verses that I've memorized um, and then I begin to speak them out and especially when I'm super tired the act of specifically focusing my mind on God's word, it takes all the brain power that I have before six o'clock in the morning to focus on God's word. But where else would you want your mind to be focused when you start your day? Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the ways, this is practically being 
worked out in my life is having God's word as a framework for the way that the Holy Spirit speaks is by hiding his word yeah. in my heart. Yeah, and First uh, Thessalonians 2.13 talks about how God's work, a word, when we receive it as God's word, when we actually believe it is God's word, not the word of a human, but God's word, it actually begins to work on the inside of us who believe. And so we trust that, you know, what you're doing every morning at six o'clock or whatever, um, that there's actually power in that. Right. Even if in that moment as you, re- you know, just, just so you know, I think I speak for both of us when I say this, we're pastors, right? But that doesn't mean that every single time we read God's word, we're like, whoa, <laughs> download from heaven, <laughs> My world has been changed. That, that is not the reality. So if that, if that is kind of what you think pastors and other spiritual leaders experience when they go to God's word, that is not true. A whole lot of time, it's just the discipline of going back to God's word and eating mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like you know, most people would have two or three meals a day. And you do that every day, even though you ate yesterday, because you need the food, you need the fuel for your physical body, and we need the fuel of God's word for yeah. our spiritual being on the inside. And sometimes it's amazing. It tastes delicious, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, whoa, that was an incredible spiritual meal. And then sometimes it's like, okay, I ate a spiritual meal this yeah. morning, and it was good. But my life is not changed in the moment by it. But then the Holy Spirit brings it back to us. And he uses that. And he speaks through that. And we trust that his word is at work in us who believe it. Yep. It's good. It's kind of like eating kale. (laughs) I don't like to eat kale. But I trust that that stuff is at work. By faith. Okay, so so yeah. let's talk about this prompting yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Holy prompting. Spirit. What does that what does that mean? Like, how does that how does that look? Yeah, like is that the warm fuzzies? You know, where your hair stands up on your arm, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I, my I'm, hair is always standing yeah, up. I'm, I'm limited with the hair that can stand up um, on my body, but uh, yeah, the nudging and prompting that's that's great. I mean, for me, it's different in different situations. Sometimes it's just this sense on the inside that I need to do something. Um, one, just a dramatic example, and I, I preface it by saying this is a dramatic example for me. It's not what I experience every day, okay? I, I had uh, started my business um, as a graphic designer. This was like, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. And... Um, Designing logos was something that I was getting ready to do. And I, I had a phone call with a client. And it was my first real serious client. Okay, And I'm on the phone and I'm like, I can't do this. I was so intimidated. Even though I've got training, even though you, know, you could look at my art portfolio and be like, whoa, you can do this. In the moment, I was like, I can't do this. And I felt like saying to them, you've got the wrong person. You know, um, I think I'm busy, actually. Uh, let me this refer you. This is your first you. client. Yeah, this I'm is busy. my first real uh, client. I've done other stuff before, but this is like 
launching my business, first real client, on the inside of me, on the inside of me, it was almost like it was being yelled on the inside of me. Don't say no. Don't say no. Just over and over and over again on the inside of me, that's all I was hearing. Don't say no. And so I didn't. (laughs) And I went for it and I did it. And God, to this day, has continued to bless me and my family through that client. And that's a dramatic example for me. As I said, it's not every day that I experience that, Mm. but sometimes it's like that. It's an urgent call on the inside of you, a sense on the inside of you. It wasn't audible. I didn't hear it outside. It was on the inside, and I knew it's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of a prompting. But sometimes it's just... God drops a thought into your mind, and you're like, huh, I should text Nick. I wonder how Nick's doing. Why don't I text him? And then you get busy, and you forget, and then it comes back, and you're like, oh, I should text Nick. (laughs) And then you text him, and then he responds back, and he's like, wow, that was just what I needed to hear. That's the Holy Spirit, right? So we have to trust that because we are Spirit-filled people, people with the Spirit of God living on the inside of us, and we desire to be led by the Spirit of God, we need to trust that that's exactly what he's going to do. So those promptings, we, we listen to them, we expect them, mm-hmm. and we follow them. So yeah. anyway, that's And can I just say, here. like, go for it? You're like, I wonder if the Holy Spirit's, you know, prompting me to do something. <laughs> like, if it's a good thing, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? The Holy Spirit's like, hey, you should buy coffee for this guy and ask him how his day's going. <laughs> It's probably not going to end badly, that. Right, exactly. It's like, ah, I don't know, he looks pretty lonely, or he looks angry, or whatever, and the Holy Spirit's like, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, so do not let your fear uh, stop you from yeah. following the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And the only way you're going to get to know those promptings is if you go for it, yeah. and is if you practice. So, you, Kai, right? Yeah. Little Kai, you love it when he tries to walk. Oh, so fun. Right? When he tries to run. When he was younger and he was just getting the hang of it. Like, as parents, those of us who are are parents, even if you aren't a parent and you witness it, you're like cheering on the kid, right? You're like, yeah, get up, you can do it. Yeah. Fantastic. This is what God is like with us. Yeah. As we try to learn to walk in the Spirit. Yeah, we'll miss it. Yeah, we'll fall down. Yeah, we'll make mistakes, but God's not like, you should know better. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, this is fantastic. You love me. You want to walk in the Spirit. You want to be led by the Spirit. Get up and go again. So we need to see the heart of God, and we need to understand that that's the way he feels about it when we are attempting to hear him speaking to us, follow his promptings and his leadings. That's good. Um, I want to move on to our next question, but before we do, I wonder, Nathan, if you could just help give us some, like, uh, guardrails or boundaries on how do we know when God is speaking? Like, um, you know, just so it it could be really easy for me to just be like, yeah, God told me this, Mm. just making stuff up. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we, you know, what boundaries should we be looking for as we listen to God? So the first thing, as I said, is you go back to God's word. And you compare it to God's word. For example, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting you to lie, 
<laughs> I think we, we're all agreed that if we take a moment and we consider God's word, we would be like, probably not God. <laughs> there are some things God's word speaks directly to, and then there are some things that it speaks indirectly to. So there are commands of scripture, which are very direct, but there are also principles of scripture, mm -hmm. principles of honor, principles of putting God first, principles in various sowing and reaping. There are principles throughout God, God's word. And so we can look to the principles of scripture as well. So that's always the first filter for me. Right. If I believe God's communicating something to me, prompting me, leading me in some way, the first question is, how does that line up with the scripture? The second thing that I would say is um, talk to somebody, hmm. especially if it's a big deal. Like if you were considering a big change in your life or some big life-altering decision for you personally, for your family, you know, moving churches, changing jobs, moving to a different city, changing careers. There are so many. Starting a relationship, getting married, whatever. That's a great time to talk to somebody who loves you and loves God, who knows you and knows God. Yeah, and usually it's somebody who's got some level of responsibility in your life. Because if They've got responsibility for you in some way, um, like a pastor or a parent or some other person in your life that God has given responsibility. God will speak through those people. I trust that. I've experienced that over the years. It's not because they know God better than you necessarily. It's because God has placed you in their sphere of responsibility and authority. And so if he's going to speak to anybody, he's going to speak to them about you. If you've got faith for that, and I do, um, that's, what I, that's what I do. I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak to Pastor Brian. I'll say, Pastor Brian, this is going on in my life. Would you pray for me? This is, I'm thinking God might be saying this to me. What do you think about that? Because God's given him responsibility as a shepherd in my life and other mentors as well, right? So uh, that's a, a second one. Yeah. And then... Um, the third one would be look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit, hmm. right? So if something is of the Spirit of God, if it originates with the Spirit of God, it is going to bear fruit that is fitting with that. It's going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, etc. You're going to see good fruit from this thing that you're considering. You know, if you're considering doing something and you're absolutely petrified and you're anxious and, you, you know, you're, you realize that you're thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about other... Well, hang on a second. Let's slow down. Does that fit with the fruit of the Spirit? Does that... You're getting angry about it. Well, I, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> Maybe something's going on here. So I use the fruit of the Spirit as a filter. I use um, James... Uh, where it talks about heavenly wisdom hmm. and the attributes of heavenly wisdom. I look at that, okay, peaceable, willing to yield, in, okay. Can I, can I honestly say that in this situation, that that's what's playing out? Hmm. Um, or is it, does it look more like the works of the flesh? Right? So fruit is another great thing. And if I could just go back to the counsel one, getting counsel from others. If you don't want to share something with other people, 
with some trusted advisors in your life that you think God is speaking to you, that's concerning. Mm, that's good. If you don't want to, you have to ask yourself why. Why don't I want to? Mm. In my experience, I'm not going to speak for you, in my experience, it's because I already know what I want to do and I don't want them to tell me otherwise. Mm. And so I talk myself into it. In fact, I make God's word say what I want it to say. And that is scary. Yeah. I could, I could give one example. Do we have time for one example? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're all so, here. We are. You want to hear my example? Yeah. Oh, man. So embarrassing. Let's so go. So embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you because I don't want this to happen to you. Okay? Especially young people. Listen carefully to this. So there was this girl. That's how every good story starts. And I wanted a relationship with her. But God had spoken to me. Looking back, I can tell it. I, I knew it at the time. He had spoken to me. He had communicated clearly with me that this was not what he wanted. But I didn't want that. I wanted to be in a relationship with this girl. So guess what? In my Bible reading, let me find it for you if I can. It's, it's from the book of James, chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. Okay, So I'm, I'm reading my Bible like a good Christian young man. I come across this passage. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. Amen. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. I read that and I was like, thank you, Jesus. I know what this means. It means that God said, not now. That's what God was saying. And the coming of the Lord is at hand. There is coming a day, yea, even soon. When God will change his mind and release me into the blessing of this relationship. <laughs> the day is coming and has now come. And you know what <laughs> happened? He did. Bless God, he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did not at all. But I made his word say that. And I acted on what I had decided God's word had said. And it didn't go well. This is why I say, if, if you don't want to share what you believe God may be saying to you with someone else, red flags yeah. all day long. Red flags all day long. And we, we just got to be humble. We got to acknowledge our own desires and that we can be deceived and allow God to speak through people that love us and love him and that we know care enough about us to look us in the eyes and say Nathan you are not hearing God hmm. right now yeah that's good yeah all right we've got a couple more we've got a couple more questions maybe you can touch briefly on this one Nathan um <laughs> yeah. how do I know what my spiritual gift is yes so pastor Brian did a, a sermon on spiritual gifts a couple weeks ago um, so 
go back and listen to it because it seriously was challenging for me. Um, That's good. Yeah. And so, yeah, how, where should we start asking this question? How do I know what my spiritual gift is? I, I think the first thing we've got to do is we've got to recognize something Pastor Brian was trying to help us see, and that is that the Holy Spirit is the gift. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is the gift. He is the source of all of the gifts. And we also have to recognize that um, sometimes when we ask the question, you know, what is my gift? What we're actually, I'm not, not all the time, but sometimes we're, we're actually wanting, we're looking for value and we're looking for identity. We're looking for a way to be able to say, this is who I am. This is, you know, this is my gift. And I get that because I've wanted that too. But I think if we can recognize, actually, you know what? The Holy Spirit is the gift. He lives on the inside of me. And yes, there are ways in which he reveals himself more consistently through me than others. There are. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that he can't reveal himself through me in other ways. You know, like, for example, in my own life, Teaching is one of the ways in which God reveals himself through me. But I, I've got to be careful not to box God in and say, well, this is my gift. First of all, it's not my gift. It's God's gift, and it flows through me. Right. You've got to remember that. Yeah. You know, but then I have to be able to say, but that doesn't mean he doesn't want me to walk in these other things. Right. Right? He wants me to be generous. He wants to me, me to lead. He wants me to encourage. He some of these things may not be my primary, the primary expression of the Holy Spirit through me, but never should we say, well, that's just not my thing. Right. Because remember who lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit. Yes. So when we get in situations where those gifts are needed, where the Holy Spirit is doing something and someone needs encouraging, guess what? If you're in the room and the Holy Spirit wants to encourage someone, don't say it's not my gift. Yeah, where's Rebecca? She's the encourager. Yeah, Get her in here. That's right. Quickly. Yeah, that's don't do that. Say, Holy Spirit, someone needs encouraging. Encourage them through me right, right now. And you know what? Generosity may not be your gift, but guess what? God wants us all to learn how to be generous. So we have to be careful that we don't label our gifts box ourselves in and say, this is the way God made me, and I, that's just the way I am. No. He wants to make us into the image of Christ, and guess what? Christ revealed yeah. all of those gifts. Right. Now, there may, as I said, there may be some gifts that more consistently you're, you're operating in. You're mo you feel most comfortable in those. God moves most consistently through those. Fantastic. It can be helpful to acknowledge that. It can be helpful to see that. It can be helpful to have a conversation with someone and, who knows you and say, you know, what do you see in me? What, do you, what, what things do you see the Holy Spirit consistently doing through me? And they may be like, oh, yeah, you're a great encourager and you're fantastic at administration. Wonderful. It's good to identify those things. But remember, it came from God, that gift. It doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. And that is not the only way that the Holy Spirit can express himself through, through you. Yeah. If you and I have an openness of heart and a willingness to just flow in whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do at the, any given time, 
then he can do things through your life that will astound you because you'll look and, you'll, and everybody around you will be like, whoa, that, that's not normally the way they show up. Yep. But guess what? The Holy Spirit's the gift, yep. and he's got everything that you need. And, and just allow him to do what he wants. Let him break out of the box. Yeah. So those are some thoughts. That's so good, because those gifts are for others. Absolutely. The gift of healing is not for me. <laughs> For the guy who needs to be healed. That's right. The gift of encouragement is not for me. It's for the one who needs encouraging. Yes. So as you, cons- as you think about that and as you walk right out of that door, there's going to be somebody uh, around you, mm-hmm. you know, somebody in your life in the next week that is going to, uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to give a gift to through you. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit has filled you and equipped you and prepared you to give that gift. So be ready. Be ready for it. All right. right. Last question. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is a great question, and it came after our, our week on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and the question is, why can't I speak in tongues? Mm-hmm. Why can't I speak in tongues? This is a good question. It is, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you look at 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 13, and 14, that's kind of the context where we see the most discussion and teaching on speaking in tongues and the spiritual gifts in general, um, Paul says, he says this, that he, he desires, or, or that we should all desire eagerly spiritual gifts. Not just tongues, by the way. All spiritual gifts. Coming back to what we were talking about before. Because spiritual gifts are for others, and we want to bless others. We want God to move through us and do great things in others' lives as well. And, and yeah, he wants us to desire to speak in tongues as well. But we've got to recognize where that gift comes from, comes from the Holy Spirit. And one of, the, one, of, one of the reasons why I think if we have eagerly desired, for example, in this case, to speak in tongues, and we're not seeing it show up in our lives, one of the reasons why, in my own experience, that can be is because of expectations. Hmm. We have wrong expectations. Um, sometimes we, we might think that if speaking in tongues is something that we're going to express, it's going to be because the Holy Spirit is going to do it. Hmm. He's going to grab hold of my tongue and he's yeah. just going to make me speak in tongues. Can, can, I, can I share a quick yeah, story sure. about this? Okay. <laughs> so when I was a student... Um, we had a night at, at youth where uh, our youth pastor was teaching. I have no idea what he was teaching about. Um, but at the end of the message, he gave a call to ask if any of us wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, I'm like, God, bring it on. I want it all. And um, <laughs> so he asked our team of student leaders to come to the front and pray for any students who wanted to be baptized in the Spirit. The only thing that he didn't do was prepare those student leaders for this prayer. So there's a bunch of grade 11, 12 students up at the front like, all right, uh, I guess we're going to pray for these kids who want to receive the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and, and he said, I didn't prepare these guys, but they're equipped with the Spirit, so ready. Um, and one of my friends prays for me, and I was like, just like ready for the Holy Spirit to take over and do something. Um, and nothing happened. And I was like, well, that didn't work. Um, so afterwards, the, when our ministry time was done, I went up to youth pastor and explained what was going on. And he's like, well, part of, part of praying in tongues and part of being filled with the Holy Spirit is 
partnering with the Holy Spirit. It requires my active participation. So when you talk about expectations, I was expecting to just be like, and the Holy Spirit would just do something. Um, and what, what my youth pastor helped me see was that God wants me to speak out whatever is he's putting in my heart, but it requires me to use my mouth to speak. And so as we talked and as we prayed, I began to do that. And it felt super weird because I wasn't praying in English. Um, but it required my active participation yeah. in what the Holy Spirit was filling me with. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because when that gift is released in us, we make the decision right. to step out in faith and speak those sounds that come. Um, in, in my own experience, uh, one of the ways I've explained this is if, if you don't know Latin, for example, how many of you know Latin? Okay. Um, that was zero. Yeah, that was. That was a big goose egg. Oh, oh, somebody. Okay, cool. Let's go. Okay. Oh, nice. I did learn Latin when I was in uh, grade seven and eight, but I forgot it all. So um, it, the only reason we know what sounds mean, what language mean, is because we've learned to interpret what the sounds that make up that language mean. Right? So the only reason you know what English means is because you know what those sounds mean. You put them together and you're like, ball, okay, I know what that means. I've memorized it. Right? But this language comes from the Spirit. And so you and I don't know what the sounds mean. And so this is why it requires faith. We speak the sounds without knowing what they mean. And so if that's a gift that the Holy Spirit is releasing in us, we need to have the right expectations. I'm not going to know what these sounds mean, but I need to speak them out by faith because it's a gift the Holy Spirit has given. The, the other thing that I, I'd like to point out is that tongues is not the badge of spiritual maturity. Mm, yeah. It's not like, you know, this checklist, and if you're a real Christian, you, you've experienced these things, and speaking in tongues is one of them. That is not the way it goes. It's not a badge of spiritual maturity. It is one of the gifts of the Spirit that he releases in our lives. And the Apostle Paul actually says that he would rather we prophesy. <laughs> if you've got to pick between speaking in tongues and prophesying, he says, I'd rather you prophesy. I, I'd like it if you all spoke in tongues. That would be fantastic. It's a great gift. But you know what? I would like even more if you prophesied because when you prophesy, you don't only benefit yourself, you benefit other people. And so... I would just encourage you, if, you've, if you prayed, you, you're eagerly seeking that gift of, of that prayer language of praying in the Spirit, and it's just not happening, first of all, don't force it. Don't make it up. Don't mimic other people. Mm -hmm. Just trust the Holy Spirit that he knows what he's doing, and just say, Holy Spirit, I'm open to any gift. Lord, I want, I want you to work in and through my life. And allow him to do that. Allow him to follow, uh, to do whatever he wants. And, and, and uh, just let him manifest himself as he chooses. And trust him mm -hmm. that when it's the right time, that that's the, the gift of speaking in tongues will be manifested. And it will be a blessing to you and others. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Well, um, I want to th thank you, mm -hmm. Nathan. Um, this, those are all the questions that we are, uh, that we wanted to share with you today, but, um, I want to just bring us back to, uh, what Pastor Brian said, um, a couple weeks ago is that God wants us to focus on the giver. 
of the gift. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the Holy Spirit, the one who fills us. And he fills us as individuals so that we can be representatives of Christ in our world every day. But he also fills us as the church. He fills us as his body to represent Christ in our various spaces. And so while he fills us individually, he fills us together as a community. And our hope and and prayer for you, for us as Koinonia through this series, is that we would experience that filling Mm -hmm. daily. Um, That we would experience the unity that comes through the power of the Spirit. And that the Spirit would... uh, no longer be this kind of mystical idea, but would be something practical that changes us daily into the image of Christ, that empowers and inspires us to show and share the love of Jesus. So as much as it's for me and for you and for you and you and as individuals, the Holy Spirit is for us as a community. So as we wrap this series up, I want to invite Pastor Brian to come and pray for all of us um, because we are the Koinonia community together. We represent God as individuals, but we represent him as a community of faith as well. So, Pastor Brian, would you, would you lead us? Another step into this. And would you stand? And even at home, would you stand? Or kneel? And this has been a three-month time of spending just time with the Holy Spirit and desiring to know him better as a person of the Trinity desiring to walk with him in step every day. And he's not done yet, just because the series is coming to a conclusion. We're going to continue to seek his presence and invite him to live through us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who came to this world to show us your love, to demonstrate your love by dying on the cross allowing his all blood to flow out, his breath to every last bit of breath to flow out of him, for him to be put in the grave and to take with him all the sin of the world. And God, then thank you that you raised him to life again, filling him with new breath, new life. And it was Jesus who prepared us for this moment, saying, but the Father, when I leave, will send one in my place. He's the comforter the counselor, the one who will continue to walk out the promises that our Father has given. And he will be in you. And so, Father, we acknowledge that your Holy Spirit is in us by our faith that we place in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We will live every day desiring your Spirit to teach us, lead us, speak to us, guide us. We will walk by your spirit, by faith, not just by the sight of what we can see and what we know in our earthly wisdom, but we will trust in your heavenly wisdom that your spirit will speak. Thank you for this community of believers, this church, God, where we have brothers and sisters, friends that we can share with and say, hey, God's, I think God's saying this to me. Can you help me discern? Will you pray with me? God, thank you that you placed us in relationships to walk out our faith with you every day. I pray a blessing over this church community, everybody listening in and can hear my voice, whether it's listening to the podcast, whether it's listening live now or on demand or in the Overflow Impact Center or in this very room, 
that you would bless them with an awareness of your spirit. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.